Gather round. This is the Ticket Water Cooler. This is what the greatest thing about sports is. You play to win the game. Coming at you live in the heart of Lincoln, America. I say, hold up. Wait a minute. Something ain't right. On air and online at theticketfm.com. Here are your hosts, Jake Bakovin and Enrique Alvarez-Cleary. It's always a great day here at the Ticket when you get some Mary Ellen's. Uh, myself, Enrico, very full. So thanks to uh, Charles and the, and the good people at Mary Ellen's for bringing that in. Of course, they have a new lunch buffet that he was promoting. I can't imagine. I mean, Mary Ellen's is as great as it is a buffet. That's dangerous. That's if, a there dangerous was a, if there was a way for me to get out there during time here to yeah. get the lunch buffet, I would. Well, the good news is you can do it Saturday. It's it's Wednesday through Saturday. Ooh, might take the family out there. <laughs> yeah, I know. Might uh, might do one of those. I was telling them the last time I had. It's been a while. I need to get back out there. Last time I took some uh, some Mary Ellen's back to the house, the kids demolished it. So <laughs> one of the few things they'll eat. <laughs> oh, really? They don't. They're kind of they picky. they eat pretty well. They just don't eat. Yeah. Like they'll eat the food if they want to eat the food. <laughs> It's not that like, oh, this is gross. I won't eat that. They'll eat it. It's just, you know, you got to catch them in the right mood. You got to yeah. catch them at the right time. <laughs> oh, kids. Uh, yeah, KJ will eat it and he'll eat a little bit and then he'll just throw it at you. And I go, what are you doing? <laughs> he hit me with an apple the other day. Like a little we cut up a little piece of an apple and he like took a bite and then he threw it at me. Hit me in the side of the face. I was like, what are you doing? Oh, man. And he just goes. <laughs> <laughs> if you weren't so cute. Yeah, my son dumped. Uh, we got him a nice uh, tray the other day and he dumped it over. And that was uh, that was it. That was his dinner. <laughs> find something else. Well, there we go. <laughs> like, well, all right, because well, we're trying. We took him out of his uh, high chair or high seat or whatever where he's all walked yeah. away. So try to give him some freedom, and that's what he does with it. So uh, hopefully he'll get better at that. Uh, also, hopefully for Nebraska, they are better today because they uh, are finishing up their signing class. It's not as uh, big as maybe it used to be. It seems like the early signing day has taken over um, at one time, years and years ago, around this time of the year. This would be a huge day uh, where we would celebrate and um, really just make a whole day out of it. Now most people are signed, but Nebraska did add another uh, player today to their signing class, DeAndre Barnes out of Aurora, Colorado. Um, somewhat of an expected addition. I think he was uh, uh, a lot of people predicted that he would come to Nebraska, mm-hmm. uh, but makes it official today. Cornerback slash uh, wide receiver in high school, probably coming up to Nebraska to play cornerback. Uh, fits the fits the mold of a lot of the guys that Nebraska's went after, especially as of late. A track athlete. Another track athlete. Love um, it. I love it. Yeah. Six I love all two, those track athletes. Oh, I know. You're a track guy. Shout out to the speed. I just, you know, I'm, I'm hoping that it works out this time. Because they tried, well, they tried smaller speed. It's so with this, I know I'm like jumping around and things seem all jumbled <laughs> around, but there's a thought process behind this. Okay. Just give me a second. Good, good. The, uh, the speed that this staff is getting is like six foot and taller, whereas there's a couple five tens mixed in yeah. there. But the speed that the other staff was getting was like five eleven and shorter. Yeah. So there's a distinct difference in the size of the speed guys that they're going after. And also, their speed guys were like football fast, maybe, I guess, is what you could call it. Whereas these these guys that Rules Company is, is grabbing are, are track fast. Like, they've got some legitimate track speed. And, oh, by the way, they're pretty good on the football field as well. So there's a small difference there, which, which I think – and I've asked multiple um, – Multiple people we've had on the air that that are very uh, 
vastly more knowledgeable in recruiting than myself about the differences between frost track speed and, and rules track speed. And they've kind of said the same thing where they're going after actual track athletes who also play football as opposed to just guys who seem fast on a football field. And that's not to take anything away from the guys that they recruited because they are fast. There's just a difference in, you know, a, a Jalen Lloyd or a Malachi Coleman running, you know, a 10-4 or a 10-3 on the track and also being fast on the football field. Especially, I mean, Malachi Coleman with his six four six five frame. Uh, I, I just can't wait to see what he's become. I know some people criticize his numbers in high school this past year or whatever, but he was always just kind of, um, you know, it, it's it's kind of about potential with him. That's why he's a top mm-hmm. 100 recruit. And he showed out at the Polynesian Bowl, too, had two touchdowns there. So um, I can't wait to see what he does. He's kind of the top of the class for Nebraska this year. Um, running through the, the class averages again, Nebraska, uh, last time I checked, which was this morning, which I suppose people signing and stuff could change a little bit here, uh, but Nebraska was number 24, according to Rivals. Uh, if you remember, that's a big deal because Matt Rule, when he inherited the team, obviously the, the recruiting class was um, in the 50s, 60s, or whatever, um, was able to, to keep a few of those guys, by the way. Remember, guys that are, have committed to Nebraska, a lot of them were, were in-state guys, so you mm-hmm. wonder if they committed to Frost and staff, or Mickey and staff, or if it was kind of committing to the end, committing to Nebraska. Um, one way or the other, Rule was able to get them back, so 24th according to Rivals, 23rd according to 24-7 and 28th according to on three uh, right a pretty good spot for them to be in if you look at the past coaches that we go back to and I'm just doing rivals rankings here I mm-hmm. uh, just got to choose a database and run with it rivals was one that I did uh, <laughs> That's you know yours. when I was in recruiting that was my uh, I wouldn't say I was in recruiting when I was into recruiting as a fan as a young person uh, watching Bill Callahan's class uh, rivals was the big deal so I uh, kind of just uh, sticking with that with those rankings mm-hmm. And I, w- I want to go back and look at the class the rankings uh, of the year of the transition year, right? The the the, the year that um, you don't get a full year. Uh, obviously, it's difficult, mm-hmm. and that's why there's a lot of credit being thrown Matt Rule's way. You only get a few months now to recruit these guys. Um, and like I said, according to Rivals Nebraska right now, 24th, Frost actually had a really good year, of course, with Adrian Martinez, according to the rankings. Mm-hmm. Now, all this stuff, as you remember, a lot of that class didn't end up um, staying at Nebraska for too long, and I suppose. Yeah. Adrian didn't stay till the end of his career either. Uh, but they finished 21st uh, in their transition year. Mm-hmm. Uh, Coach Riley finished 31st in his transition year. Coach Polini finished 30th. And Coach Callahan, who was the best recruiter of them all, uh, finished 27th. So I know Frost still kind of has a bad uh, ring to his name, I suppose. Uh, but he did the best out of all of them. Um, and and so I, I think, again, commendable for Coach, Coach Rule mm-hmm. in this transition class. Uh, doing better than average of the last. It's it's sad that we're at the point where you can average out pretty, with a pretty good number. <laughs> oh, yeah, pretty good past coaches now, <laughs> but uh, you know this is the fifth one since this since uh, Solage. So. Yeah. Well, so for me, well, it's not for me. Uh, I heard somebody mention this, and I kind of agree with it. Where you know you have these recruiting rankings when they sign and all of this and what have you and the hoopla behind it all, but I think you know. Three years down the road is when you should go when you should be able to go back, look at the recruiting class and then, you know, determine what the ranking is. Like how many of those guys because three years should be enough time for you to get settled and and start making an impact. So three years down the line, four years down the line when they're seniors, um, you go back, you look at the recruiting class. And I think that's, you know, a, a better indication of the ranking and everything, because like you said, Frost had the best transition class, but. Damn near nobody from that class stayed for the entire time, their entire tenure at Nebraska. A lot of them ended up transferring um, to other schools to finish their collegiate careers. So it's 
it's a little misleading um, outside of, you know, maybe like the top five outside of, you know, Texas A&M this last year. Um, when you have like a number one, number two, number three class, sometimes that'll pan out. A lot of times those will pan out and those are teams that are competing for national championships. But once you get past, I don't know, like the 20s, then it's one of those where it, you could have the 21st ranked class in the country, but three years down the line, you know, 10 of the guys that committed and signed with you transferred out and the other seven haven't really done much. And you have one guy from that class that maybe is a star in the making. Yeah. So it's it's a little it's a little misleading, but I, I understand and I, I also get hyped for the recruiting rankings. So I, I can't, you know, bash it too much. Yeah, I, I would say for me, I'm kind of like I'm more into like the overall rankings. Again, it's not it, it as as opposed to the individual recruit. I used to kind of get a little bit more into that. Um, I think about 20 years of getting a top 25 class and not finishing in the top 25 very often um, kind of lets you know it, it recruiting is something. It's not everything, mm-hmm. um, but you do have to remember too, kind of like what you're saying with the with the kind of tiers of recruiting. Because if you get a top 10 class, those are the same teams that are competing year in year out um you can kind of name them most of them come from the sec or that region throw usc and ohio state in there um obviously texas and oklahoma as well and yeah. uh and that that's pretty much going to round out your top 10 year in and year out and those are consistent programs that that um you know for the most part outside of texas uh compete every year uh for for the playoffs and and you know so you can kind of follow it along it, it, it is it is always a reminder this day that that recruiting is not everything but it is pretty significant but kind of to what you're saying is well, I think you kind of can get lost in whether your class was ranked 21st or 18th or 24th. Like to me, just be in the area because yeah, at that point, even within the rankings, you're kind of, you know, you might have one more recruit or whatever, or um, some three star that doesn't pan. I mean, it's a very small margin mm-hmm. how much better or worse you are than than those teams that you rank next to. Uh, but in any in any case, it's still fun to kind of run down them and you kind of get the final numbers uh, this year. Let me ask you, as far as Pelini, Frost, Riley, and Callahan, I averaged out their 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 recruiting mm-hmm. um, for their classes. So Pelini was a seven year average, Riley a three year average, Frost five, and, and Callahan four, of course. Uh, rank them on on the recruiting class ranking average. Uh, ranking average. Callahan's one. Callahan's right? number one. Yeah. He averaged the in his uh, four years. He averaged the sixteenth point two five, sixteenth best class in the country, led by the two thousand five class, which was number five according yeah. to rivals. Um, mm, Pelini's going to be a, his is a larger sample size. I think his is going to be yeah. end up being low. I put him at third. Now, yeah, third. And then, and I'm probably wrong about that. Let's go Riley second. I think he did a pretty good job recruiting. Actually, Frost is second. Mm. Frost uh, had classes of 21st, uh, five-year average, 21st, 15th, 17th, 18th, and 41st. I should have Kind of tell what's going yeah, on. Yeah, I should uh, 22.4 for Frost. You were right about Pelini. He is third. 24.14 for his class average, so about the 24th-ranked class in a seven-year average. Um, had, had the 15th-ranked class in 2011, 17th, and 2013. And Riley finishes with a three-year average of 25, so still in the top 20. 
25, all the coaches. Wow. Which is why, again, I say Nebraska pretty much recruits itself to yeah. a top 25 class. Well, you think Callahan, so, you know, <laughs> they're kind of setting each other up for success or failure, I guess, depending on how you want to look at it. Callahan recruited really well, as you as you just stated, and Pelini had uh, amazing success with the guys that he that uh, Callahan left for him, and he also did a pretty good job recruiting to, to keep his base going. Um, his recruits set up. Uh, Riley pretty well for his first two years. First year was kind of eh, second year was was really good outside of the ending, um, and then the third year kind of fell off. And then Frost, I mean, you could argue, and many people have, including myself, that his first year was probably his best team, and that was with all of Riley's guys outside of the quarterback, obviously. And he started zero and six. <laughs> and he started zero and six, <laughs> but that was probably his best best looking team yeah i would argue that i would argue between that one and the team he went three and nine with like i think that his best teams he had the worst records with yeah, yeah. yes yeah 100 percent. which is very strange sad but it's what his it is. second year just wasn't good and his last year just wasn't good yeah uh so uh, it's uh it's kind of interesting you run through that also i noticed in the in the class rankings um the only other ranking that was again Nebraska number twenty four according to rivals. The only other ranking throughout the you know since two thousand four that finished twenty fourth was the two thousand sixteen class. So I went back and looked at that. So maybe you could expect about this level of uh, oh, no. this level of help from this uh, from this current group that Nebraska is getting uh, in that class was Lamar Jackson. Okay. Uh, Matt Farniak. Okay. Uh, Caleb Lightborn's a name. Look, he was good for a little bit, and then something happened. The backwards kicks. Yeah, then something happened. Uh, Trey Bryant was going to be really good, mm. unfortunately. Trey Bryant, great gamer. Oh, and a good gamer, yeah. Great gamer. DiCaprio Boodle, who will be playing in the Super Bowl. Yeah. Weeks. Uh, and remember about DiCaprio Boodle, he was, uh, what did they call those things? The camps. Um because that remember the, like, Jim Harbaugh day camp? would have no it was satellite like, camp satellite camps yeah. yeah Jim Harbaugh made that big Riley jumped on and went and found him and uh, of course there's another boodle in the current class so, yes uh, thank you His Coach brother. Riley for going to the satellite <laughs> camp all those years ago uh, J D Spielman was in that class mm, J D Spielman was good Bo Wilson was which I think he was still on the team was he the one that was on the team still last year maybe for the 2016 class maybe i think you might have been uh jojo doman that'd be nice to have okay, a jojo a doman one. in this that was a good class. one jack stole another guy playing in the super bowl see people underwrite patrick o'brien 16 class yeah patrick o'brien's P-O-B. in there markel dismuke who, who uh who played who started what three years here ben stilly ben stilly on a practice squad i think or no he was he was elevated to uh he's, he played a he played games, a couple right? games yeah. in the nfl yeah uh, John, Ra- there's other names too that didn't work out. John yeah. Raritan, uh, Brian Brokop, um, Quayshon Alexander, Pernell Jefferson, Greg Sim. Oh, I thought Pernell Jefferson. I loved Pernell. That Jefferson. was supposed to be a dude. Darian Grimm. You just said Jack Stoll, right? Yeah, you said yeah, Jack yeah. Stoll. Colin Miller. Wow, Colin Miller deserves this. a shout out. Colin Miller. Yeah, that was a pretty good class. That's not a bad class. That's what Nebraska has. The 24th ranked class could be similar to that. Lamar Jackson was the 82nd ranked player in the country. 82nd, the fifth best corner, the the 13th best player in his state. Wow. In of California. California. Yeah. <laughs> he was, uh, that was, uh, that's weird because I don't think of him as part of the Calabrasca movement. Nope, neither do I. For some reason. Well, he's before. Well, he wasn't with the on. Calabasas crew. That no, was 2016. Yeah, no, he wasn't. No. Because Markel Dismuke was part of the Calabasas yes. crew, and then the next year they kind of got all then those they, teammates. Then it blew up, yeah. Yeah. Which uh, didn't turn out. It was just Tristan Jevy and Keyshawn Johnson Jr. It's okay. It didn't really help too much. It's okay. 
We're not going to talk. But Markel Smith did help, so yeah. Nebraska. There we go. <laughs> I just—it is weird uh, going through it uh, that there are two guys going to play in the Super Bowl from that 2016 class. So the they, more you know. Yeah, very cool stuff. So hopefully that is also the future uh, for uh, for this class for Nebraska this year. Uh, if you're looking at the Big Ten too, just going through the rankings again according to Rival, so, uh, Nebraska is fourth in the Big Ten. Ohio State, of course, the number one team. One five star goes to the Big Ten. I know you and Nick talked about that yesterday. Yeah, Ohio State grabbed him. Kind of concerning if you want to consider yourself the second best conference in the nation yeah like you said it's a developmental league but ohio state needs to be competing with those other teams Mm -hmm. um to get more so i'd say a bit of a down year for ohio state probably even though they're like number four in the nation they're fine yeah uh number 16 in the nation is penn state number two in the conference michigan right after them at number 17 nebraska rounds out the teams in the big 10 in the top 25 at number 24 Iowa up there at 31, Illinois at 35, so Brett Bielema getting things going. Mm-hmm. Uh, P.J. Fleck continuing to row the boat at 37, uh, Michigan State at 41, Northwestern somehow uh, out-recruited many teams in the Big Ten, uh, given their last two years, they're at number 44. 19 commits. Yeah. Uh, Maryland at 49, Wisconsin at 62. I think they have a few. They don't have too many commits. 14. is going to be holding them They got back. a lot of transfers. Mm. That, that's, where they, that's where they were making their the transfer head. ranking. Yeah. Yeah. They got like three quarterbacks to transfer. In. They did get a lot of quarterbacks. Uh, Purdue and Rutgers tied at sixty third. This is uh, Purdue this lost a four star edge rusher to Kentucky today. Today, yeah, he flipped. Well, that's not good. Uh, so that Indiana, would have been their 66. that would have been their only four star. Remember when Indiana what was that last or two years ago? And Indiana did really well. Yep. And their Tom co- Allen was the dude. Tom Allen was out in the field, and I just remember watching the end of an upset that they had. And his player gave him this proclamation, him. and it was just like Tom Allen's going to be able to recruit. Oh to yeah, Indiana, baby. I was like, I was like, man, his players love him. Like that's exactly yeah. what you want in a coach. Is like the players love him; they'll stick up for him no matter what. And then stuff went sideways <laughs> real fast. And to, to make it all the way worse is that Michael Penix Jr. left, and it is now great again. Yeah, yeah just well, he got hurt, strange. and then he was like, I want to go somewhere where I can showcase my skills more. Yeah. So he went to the Pac-12, and he like led the nation in passing yards. What was that? Remember that was the Penn State upset. Remember when he dove for the goal line on the like the last play of the game? Yeah, and then just it's got like it. he could have got it, but also wouldn't have blamed you if you called him out. Right? Yeah, like, it was one yeah, of those it, plays. Like the tip of the football touched the pylon. Yeah. So it was it was close, but was they gave it to him. Good year for the Hoosiers. It was not too many of those. All right, let's take a quick break. When we come back, it's time to talk about LeBron James. He just passed. A few people for the assist record. Let's talk about the assist record and shout out to John Stockton coming up next year on the Ticket Water Cooler.